All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle the 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. This is a Web Canopy Studio production. Dropping the gloves with John Scott and Tim Wurzberger. We're on location, Tim. We are. Tell them where we are. We are at my new house. My, well, is it new or old or my project house that me and Tim have been painstakingly working on. So I have a deadline. The drywaller's coming tomorrow. He's, he's going to be here at 7 a.m. So I have to get things ready for the drywaller. So I, I could not do a podcast from the house I needed to be out here. So Tim was like, I'm, I'm coming out. He's dedicated. He's Drove dedicated. two hours to get here. Two hours through the snow. It's snowing up here in Michigan. So here we are. Yes, I'm at my property. We're doing this podcast and uh, making the best of a situation. It could be worse. It's a nice location. We've got beautiful windows in here. Mice running around. It's beautiful. We have a nice draft from that door that's missing. So me and Tim have been tackling these windows. And we should maybe tweet something out maybe. We put in four massive windows already and we were about to do the sliding door which is another massive piece of glass and i I took the whole the old door out and so i was a big hole in the wall and it's been there for about four days just because i had different things come up if you get if you can get a drywaller to come out this time of year during this time of kind of workload or traverse city it's hard to get a worker you you switch your plans as fast as you can so i i quickly switched from windows and doors to let's get the ready for the drywall so that's what I've been doing. I'm taking out walls. I just I'm building a wall, getting the kitchen ready. We got to take out the tub tonight, Tim. Tub in the shower <laughs> got to go. Nice. So we got lots to do. Anyways, so we figured we'd bang on a podcast for the for the people. It's not about us. It's not about. It us. never has been for as me. As much as I wish it was, it's never about us. It's about the fans. That's right. So we had some awards that got awarded out. 
What were your thoughts, Tim? Let's let's go. We'll, we'll go with the big one, the MVP. It went to Dryden Seidel. Yeah. It. What are you? What are your thoughts? Um, it's cool for him. I mean, obviously, he's he's the first German player ever to win the award, even over Christian Erhoff. <laughs> yeah, Marco Sturm, you know, and Alex Sulzer, Dennis Dennis Seidenberg. There's been some very good Germans playing in the NHL. So good, good for Germany. Yep, good for him. You know, he is a skilled player. He got the most points in the season. I think he had more points by 20 points than everybody else. So you know, it is what it is. I think if you just go by strictly who is the most valuable player for their team team. I don't know if he's the winner. Like I said, I think Panarin, when you look at the stats, when you look at the five-on-five, how much offense he generates when he's on the ice versus how much offense the team generates when he's not on the ice, he affects his team more than Dreinsidel affects Edmonton. But you can dig into numbers all day and all night. He put up a ton of points. Good for him. I think McKinnon's a better choice than either of them, though. Because not only is he matching them in points, he's right up there with those guys, but he affects the game even when he's not scoring in a way that, like, he plays defense. He throws his weight around. He's, he's the captain of his team. I, I don't think I, – I, I thought it was an obvious choice. So I was kind of surprised to see Dry Seidel come through. Uh, but like I said, good for him. No hard feelings. McKinnon will get his. You know, He's definitely going to have his no, another chance. I don't think he'll win MVP, McKinnon. I, th- I think the precedent has been set when you're voting for MVP, you pick the guy with the most points. You pick the most exciting player. So I don't know. I, I agree with you. I think McKinnon should have been up there higher than he was. I think Panarin should have been up there. Or if not the winner, those are my two dogs in this fight. I, I didn't think Dreinsidel. I don't want to say deserved it, but like you said, the MVP. If it's a total player award, you have to look at the whole package, not just how many points he throws on the board any given night. Because, like Dreinsidel, he's a scorer, but he doesn't have that complete game yet. Like he's he's not uh, outrageously, you know, player who doesn't like step foot in his zone like an Austin Matthews, but he he. You know, he could use some work. He's not a McKinnon, but Aaron's actually pretty decent in his own end. He, he he holds his own. So, all right, what's the next award, Tim? Who else got an award last night? Let's look at the Vezina Trophy. Ooh, that is the best goalie for the non-hockey fans that listening to my podcast. Very good, John. Um, yeah, so Connor Hellebuck won this one for Obviously. Winnipeg. Um, yeah, probably the most obvious choice among all four trophies, all the four major ones. Um, Rask came in second, Vasilevsky in third. I don't think it was that close. Hellebuck was just just unreal this year. Um, any any comments on that? I just think is Vasilevsky underappreciated, just because of how good Tampa Bay is. Tim's worried that the fire I started is going to set my property on fire. Well, I can hear it and I can see it. it looks like it's going to spread. It's a pr- but, fairly big fire. Yeah. But is Vasilevsky underappreciated? No. In the NHL in general. I mean, he's won. I think he won it last year. He's been nominated three or four times. He's in the Stanley Cup Finals right now. I don't really see how you could say he's underappreciated. I just think whenever you talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning, his name comes up, I would say, at a minimum third, most likely fourth. Yeah. Whenever you go to the Lightning, oh, you know, they got Kucherov. They got Hedman. Palat's playing well. They got Stamkos, who's not hurt. Oh, and then they have Vasilevsky. He's never the guy. You know what I mean? So I just think he kind of gets overlooked. But what are you going to do? Good for Hellebuck. He had a great year. Like, he he's a good, good goalie. He's really good. So anyways, what else do we got, Tim? Uh, the Calder Trophy. Ooh, for the non-hockey fans out there, that is the most improved. That is not true. Rookie of the year. <laughs> uh, so Kale McCarr won this one. Um, I know you're probably a little bum hurt. 
Why? You were a Hughes guy. You I love loved Hughes. Hughes, but I love Macar as well. Every time we talked about Hughes, you just you perked up a little bit. <laughs> You're like, oh, I love myself some Hughes. There, you can't go wrong with this selection. I think both of those guys were just outstanding. They really did just set the tone for the rookies this year. Because who else was nominated? Was Fox nominated? Fox is up there, top five. Um, Kubalik was number three. Oh, wow. Good for him. Yep. Kirby and Doc was up there? No. Merz Lickens was up there. Nick Suzuki was up there. Um, never dri- I've never driven a Suzuki. I heard their brakes go fairly quickly. That's probably why he didn't win the award. Yeah. He needs to get his just performance up. You know, t- to the level of the Fords and the Chevys. That's just my my critique of Nick Suzuki. But anyways, good for Makar. How exciting is it in this game that you have these caliber of defensemen already dominating their teams? Like you come in out of juniors and college and you're already the best defenseman on your team. That's That would be unheard of 10 years ago. You know what I mean? It's really cool. They're like, so, so good too. I, I just think it's, it's amazing how the state of the game where these guys come in and they are so good and they're just producing at such a high rate. They're – not afraid. They're not timid. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. It, it has to be a good thing. But, man, it's just cool to see them just go with the puck. There's no fear. So, I don't know. Good for them, Makar. They're, they're going to be exciting kids to watch as the time goes on. They're only, like, geez, they're teenagers, 20, 21 years old. So, in the next 10 years, should be exciting for both of those teams, Vancouver and Colorado. They are going to, you know, hopefully get a couple cups under their belt. Hopefully Vancouver wins one. I would hope. Don't you think? Yeah, I think that, like I said before, they're one of the most likable teams in the league right now. Um, I, I love Hughes. I love Pedersen. They got some good talent on that team. Um, so then let's talk about the fourth major award. John just tried to burn me with a, a match, a lighter. You got hairy legs. You got hairy legs, Tim. Thanks. Um, so what was the last award? The Norris. That would be the best defenseman. I don't know who won this. Can really you don't? tell me who was nominated? Okay. Three nominations were John Carlson, Roman Yossi, Victor Hedman. The award goes to Victor Hedman. No. Roman Yossi. Yes. Really? Yep. That is a shocker. From what I read about, about this, and this surprised me the most, I really thought Carlson had it locked up. He scored like a forward the entire year, uh, like top 15 or 20 in points as a defenseman. Like he's just insanely talented. Um I think what Yossi had in, in his on his belt was some of the advanced stats or, you know, whatever you call it, the advanced metrics and talking about, like, puck possession time and, and zone entries and the Corsi and some of that stuff that doesn't necessarily show up on the, the stat sheet but reflects in the way that he dominates the game when he's on the ice. I'm like, I mean, all three of those guys do. It's hard to pick one. Um, but I know that he had some of that in his favorite, which obviously the voting group liked. Well, you have to be consistent. If you're a voter, you cannot rightfully vote for – Dreinsidel based on his points and then turn around and vote for Yossi based on his um how he affects the game and his statistics and his overall statistics. It just doesn't match up. It's like you Well, it's it's MVP versus best defenseman. The MVP is really the best forward because there's yeah. no best forward trophy. Is yeah. there? No. No. So it's like you're you're very when's the last time a defenseman won MVP? I think it was Pronger. I was gonna think that, yeah. Did Lidstrom ever win? I don't think he did. I think Pronger won it back in the day, but it's just um I don't like like listen, Yossi's a great pick. He he he's a good player. I don't think he's if I'm drafting a team, am I picking a new defenseman? I he's not even in my top five. 
And I don't think he had that outrageous of a great year. Whatever. That, they got that one wrong. I, Which, I agree. What five defensemen would you have ahead of him? I would pick Hedmond. I would pick the other guy, Carlson. Carlson. And then I would go young. There's Klingberg. There's Heiskanen. There's McCarr. There's Hughes. I would take all of those guys over him. Come on. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. He's a captain a of his team. Doubt. Come on. Then, like, there's even guys like Doughty and Burns who are still really good players, but they're kind of past their prime a little bit. I don't know. You lost me, John. Did you, you like Yossi that much? Uh, <laughs> as a top five defenseman, undisputed. In the NHL, undisputed. I'm, not top a five. chance. No, I, undisputed is strong. Here's what we're going to do for next show. Maybe not next show. You pick your top five defensemen and top five forwards. I will pick my top five defensemen and top five forwards. Okay. And your top two goalies. And then we vote up, voted out again. And we will have a strongly worded argument because <laughs> I don't think Yossi is in the top five. I really don't. And, I don't and then we'll see. We'll think, see how it goes. I just don't understand. I think you're just trying to, to have a. No, I'm not even trying to stir up controversy or just get a debate going. I don't think he's a good defenseman. He's top 10, 100%. And I'm, I'm sure I'm missing some great defensemen who I can't wrap my head around right now, but he's, he's not top five. Charlie McAvoy, Tori Krug. I don't even know who those players Brandon are. Brandon Carlo. Krug is a Peter Angelo. Like, there's a lot of good defensemen. I, I don't think you can discount the rookies. I I could see an argument for Petrangelo ahead of him, although I, I don't think I would. What about uh, – well, yeah, that would be a good story for another day. Yeah, good and then there's – I guess – like, I would take Yossi over Doughty and Burns at this point just because – I think those guys have seen up. better days. Yeah. Yeah. But Yossi's no spring chicken either. Like, he's got to be at least 30. Maybe, but that's like a prime for defensemen. Plus, his name is Yossi. <laughs> yeah. A wimpy name. Anyways, is that is that all the awards? That's all the awards, but I did want to talk about a big anniversary that you have today. Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need, and you pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts, which is which is nice. When I'm looking for an employee, just say I have a co-host who gets a little big for his britches and I'm looking for someone new, I go to Indeed.com. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it and they'll see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. So go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. The wait is finally over and football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at BetOnline. BetOnline is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all that great sign up bonus. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. 
Bet online. They are your online sport book experts. Seven years to the day that you uh, lost my virginity. <laughs> no, <laughs> you had the famous incident with Phil Kessel. I you told me that when I was starting the fire. I had I had no idea. Yeah, that's pretty wild. And I didn't get you anything. I'm sorry. That's okay. It's pretty funny. It's I, I did that right before my birthday because my birthday's in a few days. I have such a bad memory. I'm so bad. But um, yeah, interesting. That's that's the first incident in the NHL that really put me on the map. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. That was the one that kind of kind of shook people a little bit. Right? I got a little got a little more room out there. I think, yeah. people, I think people gained a little bit of that fear. Like, what's this guy going to do? He's, he's crazy. Because <laughs> nobody goes after skill guys ever. Was that before or after Westgarth? That was after. Yeah. But I like people thought I was just a normal guy at that point. You know what I mean? No one was like scared of me. The tough guys were because they knew, but everybody else was like, whatever. He's a meathead. Just, just, just skate around him. But once I went after Kessel, I got a lot more room from everybody yeah the skill guys stopped chirping me because they were just a little worried that i was gonna just snap again do you remember in the ohl when jeff kugel went just absolutely bonkers and tried to fight like everybody he was on the windsors that was when i was growing up there was a guy on the windsor spitfires who just lost his marbles on the ice and started like trying to beat up everybody so i think everybody just kind of thought i was like jeff kugel where i'm just like this loose cannon out there so Oh, we should have got Phil on the show. I should text him. Yeah, I know you tried. He's blocked my number by now, without a doubt. (laughs) Phil, come on, baby. Come on the show. But yeah, it's weird to think that that was preseason, and we should be in preseason right now for next season. Right. But we're just in the Stanley Cup Finals for the previous season. COVID. What have you done for me lately? What a waste. But anyways, what else we got, Tim? Well, we got game three tomorrow night. What did you think of game two? Let's recap that. Your prediction came right. Yeah. Came well, true. I, I wouldn't say prediction, but I, I did say that um, the the Tampa Bay Lightning scoring in the power play was going to be absolutely critical. And what did you see? They got three early power plays in a row um, and scored on two of them and then dominated the game for most of the game. They were up 3 nothing. Well, they didn't dominate the rest of the game. Dallas came back, and Dallas was the better team for the second and third period. Okay. But Tampa Bay definitely definitely took advantage of their opportunities in the first period and they, they got the three nothing lead like i said what did i say before the series first team to three wins you did and boom dallas got to three the first game tampa got to three early and they kind of coasted to a win because dallas isn't a high-powered offensive team it's not like they can go out there and throw four goals on the board every game so i don't know i, I do think dallas is the better team still i really do i think they all played in that game and uh if not for those two power plays it's obviously a different game. So we'll see. Game three, it's a big game. It's a best of five series now. Do you like that analogy? When it's like tied 1-1. We got a best of five here, boys. Best no, of five. I don't like it. First to three. And then if they, you know, split the next. Best of three, baby. First to two. You don't like that? Next game wins. Next game. Who's got next? Who's got next? I like that. I really do. We were talking the other day. I, I went on a little canoe trip with my church and we played touch football afterwards. Did we talk about this last episode? A little bit, yeah. You still sore? I'm still sore, but I just miss playing sports. I miss like this competitive 
just drive. I feel like me and you need to join a local team, like a beach volleyball or <laughs> Imagine. A, a ball, like a baseball or a basketball or something. We need to join something because I really enjoyed that. Why don't I just come on your men's league hockey team? Never going to happen. <laughs> you can't. You can barely keep up in like the F League, which is the worst league oh, out there. Oh, stop it. You haven't even skated since you injured your shoulder. You fell down. I skated once. At an open ice. By yourself. No, with like four other guys. And you held, that's weird. You skated with four other guys? <laughs> What's going on in your life, Tim? It's so strange. Okay. It's very strange. Uh, what else do we have? Okay, so game three. What are their keys then for Tampa? To, you can't just re- rely on two power play goals every game. That's not going to happen. No. That's just an aberration. There's no way they can repeat that. What do they need to do? Is Stamkos going to come back for game three? I was I was convinced he was going to come back for game two yeah well now that they've won i feel like there's less pressure right to do that so maybe they, they go another game without him but i will say that Braden point is definitely playing hurt he doesn't look right doesn't look right um so maybe there is a chance that, that they both that they both play right and they both play less minutes and kind of almost share a, a uh a, a roster spot maybe when it comes to minutes instead of them each log in 20 then maybe they each log yeah. 10 or 11. Well, they did go 6D man last game for the first time in a long time. They've been riding seven defensemen, I think, since that first round series. So last game was the first time they've gone to 6D man, and they dressed this young kid at center. So I, he was on the third line. I can't remember his name, but I don't know. I, I think game three would be a good spot for Stamkos to come in. I don't think they looked that impressive last game. Yeah. No, no. I, I would like to see him out there. I really would, just to see – you know, I don't know. I just think it'd be fun. It'd be Stamkos. It's been so long since I've seen him. So I predict a Dallas win. I really do. Then I predict Tampa will win the next one, and then it'll be a best of three, first to two. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm just trying to like picture where, where Stamkos, when healthy, where he fits among some of the other elite players. And he's not in the McDavid, Pasternak category. But if you, who would you rather have on your team? You got you to gotta build a team right now. Okay. Current age. I'll give you three players. Okay. Stamkos, Tavares, Giroux. Who do you take? I'm going to take Stamkos. Why? And then I'm going to go Giroux, then I'm going to go Tavares. <laughs> and, not, and not because he plays in Toronto. I just I, – Giroux is a great player. Yeah. I think he is a slick player. He doesn't get his due. I, I loved playing against that guy because he just – he even has that personality where he just like – he just like exudes confidence. You know, he's always talking. He's always in your ear and he just, he takes chances. And I think you need that from a star player. I go Stamkos just because he can score goals. Like he is a bona fide goal scorer. You know what you're going to get? Like we talked about a few episodes ago, he's top three in the last 10 years for goals scored. I think he's second. He's behind Ovechkin. So I don't know. The, the injuries with him are the only thing that's a red flag. He's yep. just been so hurt. And then Tavares, he just is so boring. Yeah. If there's Although nothing he's exciting. Top five in goals. In the oh, last. he gets points. Yeah. But goodness gracious, I just feel like when you're building a team, he doesn't bring much to the table other than just like points, which is crucial. But it sounds strange to see there's other intangibles when you're picking a guy. And it's just like, he's just so boring. Didn't we see last year on one of our episodes, we're looking at 2010, like the decade of 2010, that Giroux. I think has the most assists. Remember, no, you're that, right? wrong. It's up there. Kaner has the most, but assist. Yeah, you don't know. I do know. I just did it like last week. I clicked on assists too, and Kaner had the most. <laughs> I went no to idea. I went to breakfast um, with Tavares and Kyle Clutterbuck one time. We were at Pebble Beach for a meeting, 
And we were the first three guys down there, and I knew Cal from Minnesota. And Tavares, they were on the same team now when they were with the New York Islanders. It was the worst breakfast I've ever had, I think, in my life. It was so <laughs> incredibly boring. They sat down, and they just, just didn't say anything. I was just like, you guys are lame. It was so boring. And Cal's like a fun guy sometimes, like, to throw rocks at. But it's uh, it was just so – it was just painful. I went Why? Back. Like, was he just not saying anything? They just didn't say a word. Was he on his phone? No. He just sat there and, like – I didn't know him from a hole in the wall. Usually you just talk. Where are you from? How's it going? How's the family? This and that. Get to where you like get to know each other. Yeah. No interest whatsoever. Maybe he just didn't like me. I don't know. But I left that breakfast. I was like so unsatisfied. I'm like, you're such a loser, man. And I told everybody. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I went to breakfast with Tavares. Like, do you know him? Like, is he nice? I'm like, he's a loser, man. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I, and maybe he I caught him at a bad time. Maybe he went out the night before and he was just a little, you know, he needed some rest, but it didn't look like it. He looked like he's just like a, you know what I mean? One of those guys. What what meeting was this for? Was the players? NHLPA. They yeah. do it every summer where they kind of get all the player reps and anybody can go, but usually it's just the player reps and they just kind of hash things out, talk about the season, the escrow, plans for next year, CBA stuff. Are more players at that meeting at the, at the Tavares level or are they more at your level? Uh, probably Tavares. Yeah. Yeah. It, that meeting was not very well attended. It was at Pebble Beach. We got to play. They, it was beautiful. Five-star. I brought the wife. The meeting that was so well attended, they had it in Vegas for two years. The only – like 100 and some guys went. Usually only like 35 go. We went to Vegas. The first morning of the meetings, there was like 120 guys there. The next morning – it was like 15. <laughs> it's like nobody came. And it was just like, we were just like, never again. Never again we're going to do this. Because you can fly all the guys though. You got to book the hotels. You got to feed them. You got to, yeah. you know, it's a lot of money. And then the, the boys just went out and got after it. And then it was just like, this is not going to happen again. It was funny. I remember seeing George LaRock. We were kind of crossing each other's paths. I was going to the meetings and he was walking the other way. <laughs> it's like, he's not coming to the meeting today. Oh, it's funny. And I, I didn't know him at that point. We were still rivals. I was like, no, I'm not going to say hi to you. Yeah. So it was just funny. I was like, yep, yeah, you're not going to the meetings. You're going to go gamble or do whatever you got to do. <laughs> but anyways, another lifetime ago. Well, uh, I had a little, it was funny the other day. I did a little event for the my, my alma mater, Michigan Tech. They had, they do this thing now that they're all Zoom classes and stuff. Yep. So they do like a Monday talk show for all the different majors. So yep. mechanical engineering, they did one and they invited me to come on. And one of my old professors came on too. And he did this presentation about the history of hockey. And usually they, they get around 15 to 20 people to go out, like show up and view. There was like 160 people who came on and we got a bunch of sponsors and raised a bunch of money. And it was great. And it was awesome. It was a great presentation. It was just, it was actually funny. My turn came around to talk and my kids just started screaming their face off. <laughs> and so I felt so bad. I was like, oh man, I got to go. Like, I'm sorry. And there was all these questions and the people like a lot of them probably came just to talk to me. I don't want to sound, you know, yeah. big headed, but I was like, oh, I felt so torn. I was like, I, I got to go. I got like screaming kids here. I got to bedtime. So if anybody from Michigan Tech, sorry, you know, my bad, but I don't know. What was your talk about? I was just going to talk about my life. <laughs> nice. My journey. Just wing it. Michigan Tech. I It's so... I know. I just have that that talk down. I could literally go right. on stage in front of a thousand people right now and talk for forty five minutes. This is about 
You give me a topic, I'll bang it out. Well, with all the things that have happened over the past few years, you've gotten pretty good at telling your story. Yeah, and I can go any different. If there's anybody who needs me to go and talk to your team, just let me know. I'm so good at talking to kids. And I'm not even just – I. it's really – I got it down. I got it down, man. Inspirational. I'm making kids cry. Or if it's an older crowd, we're just shooting the breeze and having some drinks, livening it up with some stories. You know what I mean? Like it's just you got to play to the crowd. So – that did not happen last night with my Michigan Tech crowd. So I apologize to you. I apologize. I'll make it up to you one day. One day when I can get up to Michigan Tech. What did you do last night, Tim? Anything exciting? What did I do last night? Uh, no, what, nothing exciting. What didn't you do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Swingers? Anybody? Is this thing on? <laughs> okay, time to wrap up, John. We got work to do. I know. I got I, – I, it's, it's overwhelming. It's already 8 o'clock now. It's like I just want to go home and go to sleep. Yeah, same. But, well, you can go. I'll be here till midnight. Anybody. Anyways, everybody, thank you for listening. Um, watch the game tomorrow night. Watch Dallas take game three, and we will talk to you on Friday. Cheers, everybody. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Make sure you're following the show on Twitter at dropping underscore gloves for episode highlights, behind-the-scenes content, sneak peeks, and giveaways. Check out johnscottallstar.com slash shop for merchandise including t-shirts, hats, hoodies, and so much more. And please, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It's so important to helping us grow so we can keep delivering the hockey content and interviews with the players you love. Thanks, and see you next time.